Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends Kristen Balboni, Will Bryan, and Darren Gant. Welcome to the 50th episode of the Happy Half Hour podcast with your friends, Darren, Will, Kristen, and producer Matt. Guys, happy 50th episode. Well, Darren, happy, what, 5th or 6th or 10th? I don't know what it is for you. We should keep stats on that. You don't have a stat for that, Will? Uh, It's coming up later in the show. All right, fair enough. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just grateful to be involved. Uh, What is that? Is that the diamond anniversary? Is that gold? Which is that? Look that up. Turf? Yeah, is that I the turf know. anniversary? <laughs> I don't know. Yourself, I'm going to say it's golden, we've, right? We've done fewer episodes than the Rolling Stones yeah, have golden. been playing golden. years. We've got third straight week with the Rolling Stones reference. For I, I, I will, love it. I like will, in the first three minutes. I will get you like a, a gold crayon or something. You're oh, looking well. at Darren. He looked right at Darren when he said that. I yeah. did not look at me. You exude youthful <laughs> energy. I do not, wow. Kristen. I, yeah, think so I think that's, just, that's the secret. You know, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know I should be on <laughs> air saying I'm getting you something gold, Kristen. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. A crayon? Yeah, I can, I can do a crayon. Okay. All right. Uh, this is uh, the happy half hour, but of course we're going to start with, um, you know, there's some things that are not so happy, at least for Panthers fans. Let's, let's start with the Eagles game. Um, and then let's talk injuries. What could be happier than that? Oi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making Roy Kent sounds over here. Oh, I love Roy Kent. Uh, love Roy Kent. Um, let's talk about this game. It it felt like a different kind of loss. I mean, a loss is a loss is a loss. But this Eagles game, in Matt Rule's own words, he wanted this one to hurt for a while. They, they should have won the game, mm-hmm. and they didn't. And they didn't. And, you know, you could tell in the reaction, and I mentioned this in the mailbag on the website the other day, when Taylor Moten looked rattled after that game, that's when you know it's bad because that guy never gets rattled. And if there's one guy in that locker room who's always going to take that, we just got to focus on the process. We got to do all our own jobs right, the right way every day. That's Taylor. I mean, he's as regular, and I don't mean that as normal. I mean as He's routine. a steady Eddie. He's yeah. steady as they come. And for Taylor Moten after that game to just look and go, ugh. That hurt. I mean, you could tell it was that's one that's going to wear on them for a long, long time to come. You never know over the course of the season which win is a good win. You know that's a bad loss. Yeah. Right off the bat. And, you know, there's no getting around it. It did not go well uh, really in any facet in the second half of that game. Yeah, it, it didn't. So how do you – I mean, the Vikings is a, is a very winnable game, right, coming to town. 
at least on paper. Oh, Will, I'm you're sure. our stats guy. What do you think? I, 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 I mean, right now the the people in Vegas think it's a pick'em. Like I, that, that was the last line that I saw. I think that you know being at home is going to help. I think obviously the way that they're talking about practice this week. You know, yesterday Coach Rule said that was like one of the best practices he's ever seen. You know, I mean it's. It's coach, but at the same time, I think there's something to there's a you know there's it, as Darren said there's kind of a wake up. Mm-hmm. They're focused, but at the same time, you can go into a game and have all kind of the the intangible emotion, emotional locked in. You're ready to go, but sometime around the uh, the third quarter, maybe I don't know. Some of those things kind of like it. Your 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 the emotions kind of wear off, and it's it's kind of man to man, and it's talent to talent, and it's game plan to game plan. And and Minnesota's really good. Um, they had three losses that all could have been wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they could be four and one, five and zero oh right now. I mean, all of those games came down to it in the final fourth quarter, and you know, one or two plays here or there. Uh, but I, I, I do think this Panthers team being at home helps. Yes, you know, being at home really helps. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there will be Vikings fans like the way there were Eagles fans last mm. week. Hopefully. But yeah, I mean, being at home helps, and I think coming out and in you know hopefully really getting a good first half, and then coming out and knowing, hey, now we're it's third quarter, it's fourth quarter, like it's time to go, like we've got to we've got to go. Well, and and the Vikings, if if you want to take the small sample size that has been this season, are, are not great at scoring in the second half. Sure. So now look, they could they could find that against the Panthers. Any team can find anything on any given day. Yeah. But it would be a good time for the Panthers to really put a great second half on a team. It, it it would. And the problem is this week, I mean, these teams are very similar in the fact that they are both kind of small margin of error teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they the Vikings have played nothing but close games. Um, they are sometimes fortunate, sometimes not. But they're built along the same platform. They, they want to win – with defense, with running the ball, with keeping it close. I mean, we call it clutch and grab, ugly it up, whatever you want to say. Football, that's the way Mike Zimmer wants to play. And that's the way right now the Carolina Panthers need to play to be able to, you know, compete against these kind of teams. I mean, it's you say winnable game, but these are all sort of jury of their peers Mm -hmm. games right Mm -hmm. now. And I thought it was interesting, you know, in trying to look at it the other day. I mean, if the season stopped today – the Carolina Panthers are a playoff team, which mm-hmm. sounds weird based on the last thing we saw of them, which was the Eagles game. But at three and two, and with seven teams making the playoffs, it's like okay. So that's why coaches all the time talk about twenty-four hour rule, flush it, move on. You know, focusing on that day's stuff that day because if you let Philadelphia hang around too long, you you don't want that to become a trend, obviously, but. I, I think there comes a point where, in those guys' mind, they stop talking about it, and all the focus was on a good Wednesday practice because that's the thing you can control. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a it's a great point. Um, I would love to to talk about each of the units very quickly, if we can. I thought um, Matt Rule said something great to the media. I believe it was on Monday, where he said, "You know, everyone is is." focusing in on the offense and special teams, but the defense that we've put together should never lose a lead in the fourth quarter. I thought that was a great point. 
So, so let's start with the defense. But let's start with the portion of the defense that remains. And I do think it's important to, and coaches always say, you don't want to make an excuse, but I think it's important to note that defense that gave up a lead in the fourth quarter was out there playing without Shaq Thompson, J.C. Horn, Justin Burroughs. Yes. Mm-hmm. That matters. I mean, we can't pretend it's not a factor because it is, and especially when you saw some big leakage plays down the field. You know, that's stuff that when you're playing with a backup safety – who's not used to being back there by himself in a spot where he's got to make a fast decision, as opposed to Justin Burroughs, who's been around, who's aware, you know, maybe isn't the fastest guy or anything like that, but he is absolutely aware of where he's supposed to be and when, and those kind of things make a difference. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, I I was going to, I I saw a lot out there of kind of response to that from from coach, and, and I do think you know when you're when you're coming in you as a coach and as a organization as a group you know you can't say oh you know i mean we we all saw we all know who it's on like everyone has right. to come into the building wanting to get better and knowing that they can get better you can't come in and say man we were you know we're one of the top defenses in the league we're we're good mm-hmm. you know once everyone else figures they're you know like no i mean there you have to always find what that motivation is and to get better uh, you know, personally, as a group, as a as a unit, all all of those things, and I I was per, you know completely fine with with those comments and with kind of that approach, and yeah. you know I, I thought it was great, and I think and you heard the players. I talked to Jermaine, Jermaine right. Carter after the game. He said the same thing. It, it, it's just it's on them. They that unit takes responsibility for the mistakes right. that that unit had, just as I'm sure the offense does, just as special teams does. Right. No yeah. one's trying to shirk the responsibility. No, right. and the expectation honestly should be higher on that side of the ball because mm-hmm. that's where the most resources have been invested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. where they spent the entire 2020 draft. That's where they go out and sign all these free agents uh, this offseason to really firm up that side of the ball. And I think they they walked into the season with question marks on offense, with question marks on special teams. But the defense was the thing they thought they ought to be able to count on week in and week out. And, you know, we're talking about matters of degree here. But, yeah, they were they're the ones that got a little loose in the end. It is tough, though, when you, you look at, you know, people make stuff off the third quarter. I thought they played excellent in the first half. In the third quarter, up until the end of of the third quarter with that big play, I mean, they Hassan Reddick had two sacks. Mm-hmm. There was a fumble recovery. Dante Jackson. Dante had the yeah. interception and yeah. the fumble recovery. Right. Made some incredible plays uh, yeah. for most of the for, – for three quarters, I think, I'd say. And, and they've got – you know, obviously they got to be more consistent about that. And it's one of those things, it's almost a shame that game unfolded the way it did because there was that one play, and I think it was in the third quarter, when Hassan takes Jordan Mailata, who outweighs him by 130 yes. pounds, Twice and just size. rocks him back. Mm-hmm. That was that first sack, I yeah. think. Yeah, and yeah. then gets around him yeah. with speed. But it's like Hassan just took on a man who's basically a th- half his weight you know, mm-hmm. another fifty percent of his weight, and just and just rode him back. I mean, there were moments of that individual brilliance in there, but again, it, it, whether it's fair, whether it's unfair, I, I think there is going to be a higher expectation on those guys this season because they're the one better capable of influencing an entire game. And I would say, just knowing those guys and and Darren. You- talk to them all the time as well I think they want that higher expectation no one is running away from that they want to be one of the top defenses in the league and what goes along with that is not giving up a lead in the in the fourth quarter making just a few more plays but also there were times where they did make some great plays and unfortunately the offense could not capitalize on it for a variety of reasons so I want to talk about the offense uh, and Darren do you want to give us the latest on on some of the injuries or, or where you think 
we might land in terms of some guys on that offense coming yeah. back? Well, I mean, it, it, Christian McCaffrey obviously still working his way back from that hamstring. It, on Monday, Matt Rule was hopeful. On Wednesday, he said 50-50. So we'll see you know, where it goes over the course of the week. He practiced on a limited basis a little bit last week and then was doubtful for the game, obviously didn't play. So we'll see what direction it points. But, you know, I, I think as you go through this thing, you know, at a certain point you've got to kind of expect. I mean, it's like if you know what Christian's capable of when he's in there, great. But, you know, until he's back out there on the field, I don't think you build plans around that. And and, and honestly, Chuba played well last he did. week. I mean, he goes did. for 100 yards on the ground and catches a few passes and does some things. He's not Christian McCaffrey. I, there are very few people in the NFL are. Um, that's the Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara group of, of backs. But Chuba stood in and played well last week, and I think they've just got to adjust. And, and that's the going to be the buzzword for offense the rest of the year, I, I think expecting someone to ride in and save the day offensively isn't necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. That offensive line, that set of receivers, Sam Darnold, have to be the ones that fix this thing because while they're trying to do stuff and they're – you know, certainly willing to make deals the way they have for cornerbacks in, in the last couple of weeks. But there's not, I don't think, that magic, you know, button you push that's going to mir- miraculously fix everything. There just isn't. So those guys, I mean, Cam Irving's back in practice this week. Pat Elfline's back on the practice field, probably going to get activated this week. You know, say what you will about the offensive line. There are two guys who were your opening week starters. Who yes. You go through an mm-hmm. entire training camp and you say, okay, these two are part of our best five. Put them back on the field. And, um, and speaking it, with Matt Rule yesterday, um, for our TV show, I asked him, and I know we got asked about it in a press conference as well, if Cam Irving is healthy. You know, they had Taylor Moten at left mm-hmm. tackle last uh, last week and Brady Christensen making his first start at uh, right. And, you know, Rule said when they watched the tape, they thought they both did a great job or a good job with the caveat that no one on the team played well enough, no one coached right. well enough to, to, to win the game. It's on everybody. Thought they did a good job, but he wants Taylor Moten back at right tackle, right. one of the best right tackles in the league. So so not only do you yeah. get healthy guys back, you also put a, a guy who is so great at his job over on the right back in his natural and, position. And Taylor's never going to gripe about anything. He's just that guy. I mean, he's not going to complain. But, I mean, even when he talked about it, you know, he said he was willing to play left tackle as long as they need me to. I mean, and there was sort of that, you know, almost unspoken – he knows he's better on the right. They know he's better on the right. That's so why he's a right tackle. He's, yeah. he's willing to fill in as long as they need him to, but I, I think he knows, and, you know, he's better on one side than the other simply because he's done it more. Mm-hmm. And how about special teams? You know, it was a it was actually it was a bright spot last year when there were some issues um, on both on on the offense and the defense. Special teams they were inventive. I thought they uh, you know at the best of times last year, mm-hmm. um, and and they were really solid. I think at the very least. Well, how did you uh, how do you think that they've been playing? I mean, Zane Gonzalez is kicking field goals. Yeah. Yeah. Those so, were great. That was I mean, great to good. see. Yeah, and, the fifty and beating it into the end zone on yeah kickoffs, on, on kickoffs. For yeah. I mean, th- those were things. I mean, remember a month ago we were we were the sky was falling with with the kicker stuff and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think it's I don't I won't pretend to know nearly enough about special teams protection and coverages and all that. How dare you? You know all that stuff to know, but yeah, I mean, it feels like you know all all of a sudden 
here we have uh, a protection on a punt and they, they almost get to one and then they get to the next one and you know whatever's happening kind of there in the middle I mean JJ Jansen's a veteran that's been around for forever and you know runs a stunt against him but you know I there's obviously a lot of players and a lot of things involved with that um and I I think it's it's tough when you feel like you're you're really trying to build that group to be a big part of how you're making plays mm-hmm. and then it goes against, you know, and, then it, and then it goes right. against you you know and so yeah I mean, i'm sure this week you know they've focused on those things they're focusing on the protections you know they're getting protections better on field goals and extra points and you know they got to keep working on that too yeah and, and one of the realities and i wrote about this a couple of weeks ago and it came popped up again the other day special teams is made up of backup guys mm-hmm. traditionally your backup linebackers your backup defensive backs make up the guts of what you're putting you know what chase blackburn has to work with well because of some other injuries and Shaq Thompson's out, all of a sudden Frankie Louvu's playing more snaps on defense. Mm. And Frankie Louvu, who is a staple on those special teams unit, now gets stretched a little thin. And, I mean, it's just kind of a – I know people hear that and they say, oh, you don't want to make an excuse, but those things are real. And injuries hit special teams first because Mm -hmm. those guys are already changing tires on moving cars. Those guys are already trying to fix it on the fly and what do I got this week and who do I have to work with and – you know, okay, so now Sam Franklin may not be as available because Justin Burris is out. I mean, just little things like that that people don't think of become big things. But that was kind of, uh, I mean, for me watching that game Sunday, it's like trying to figure out which snowflake started the avalanche. Yeah. I don't know, but once it started moving downhill, it wasn't turning around. That's it a great wasn't. Point. And so it's kind of hard to figure out which individual thing because there were a bunch of little things that happened all at once. And, and piggybacking on that, you know, when people think of special teams, they think of, you know, what, three or four or five names, no. your your punter, your kicker, your holder, and maybe your returner. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's so much more, you know, all of the other 10 or, 11, you know, nine guys on the field that make those guys' jobs work. You know, when Alex Erickson has, is returning a right. kick, you know, he needs someone to make that block or not hold. When he's got a 15-yard return and then it gets brought back or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, there's so much more that's really involved there. Yeah, and you know, Sean Chandler standing there, personal protector on punt, and was basically put into a decision of which one of these two guys in my face do I block? Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna try this one and hope for the best, and that's kind of. Yeah. I mean, and it is. It was one little breakdown here and there, it just kind of cascades and turns into something bigger. Now, I know that we can't, uh, you know, go back to what ifs, but I do have a, a quick question for you before we get to, to Will's stat of the week. Darren, you were talking about if the season ended today, they'd be a playoff team, three and two. Uh, understandably, fans yeah. are worried. They're upset right now. Right. Nobody wants if, to hear that. <laughs> right. No, but I was going to say, if this team, um, you know, maybe let's say won a couple, lost one, won one, lost one, do you think people would feel differently about three and two if it didn't come off the heels of three wins to start the season sure. and two straight losses or is it just uh, the the sentiment uh, it just because of the injuries like you said there's so many great players for the Panthers that right, right now are you know stacking up I yeah. mean and, and I think last year the memory of being three and two and then losing five in a row is kind of fresh for a lot of people who watch this team on a regular basis and it's interesting I heard somebody ask the question earlier this week about you know do you think the Panthers are the three and O team of the first two weeks or the O and two team of the last two weeks and I mean to me 
I think the answer is probably they're the three and two team I of agree. all five weeks. Which sounds I mean, it sounds funny to say. But I I would say that yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're a three and two team. This is this is kind of where it is. Great and, takes and by we, me. And we thought that you know we thought they were better. We thought they were making progress, but they're not there yet. So I, I think if you project this thing out, I mean they look like. A team that's got a bunch of issues right now. I mean, with Christian stuff, with Shaq being out another week. I mean, those are two big guys on either side of the ball. You know, we'll see what happens in this Vikings game. But then if you start thinking ahead, okay, week seven against the Giants, then Stephon Gilmore's eligible. Mm-hmm. Then Justin Burris is supposed to be back. Mm-hmm. And if Shaq's back, all of a sudden that's a pretty good shot of talent back into your system. You know, and we'll see what happens with Christian and how he goes in his recovery. But, you know, the stage is at least set for positive momentum. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Question mark? Ron Burgundy? Um, but, I mean, they, they there is some stuff out there right now. But I know at this moment, given the fact that the Eagles game's the last thing anybody saw, it's kind of if you start thinking about positive things, it's like, what's wrong with you? Did you see that the other day? <laughs> you know. And that's just kind of where we are. Darren, cautioning against uh, positivity. I like it. Uh, Will, how about we end it with some of your stats of the week? I heard it's not just one. You got a couple, right? 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Stat of the week. Well, how about, I mean, we just mentioned the three and two. Did you know that this is the fourth straight year the Carolina Panthers have started three and two? Which it seems just Kind of nuts. I would not have been able to say that off the top of my head, but now that you're saying it, yep. 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 So I, I, I'll go with this one. You know, obviously we'll, we'll track Christian McCaffrey's status throughout the week. Um, you know, Panthers.com injury report, Darren Gant. There it is. You know, go click it. Click it more than once. Many times. Mm-hmm. Many times. But how about this for Chuba Hubbard? So last week goes for 101 rushing yards. So I looked this up. Um, only one player in Panthers history has ever had two games in their rookie season of at least 100 rushing yards. Do you know who that was? Well, you told me this earlier, and my natural inclination was that it was Christian McCaffrey. Right, Jonathan Stewart. And he didn't do it in back-to-back weeks. So that could be something if we're watching on Sunday, you know, depending on how the injury situation comes out. But if if Chuba's out there, if he's starting, if he's getting the same number of touches as he got last week and gets 100 yards, that's a franchise record for the first rookie to go back-to-back with 100 yards. See, I would have figured that was a trick question, and I would have said, like, Biakabatuka. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm like Stefan Gilmore. I remember Tamago. All right, so this is, I don't know how happy this half hour was, but I think it was a realistic <laughs> half hour. Is it too late half to hour? change the name the honest of the podcast? Half, the honest at the fi- yeah, half hour? At the 50th episode, we change it to the honest, um, but not too excessive um, half hour. What do you think? Yeah. yeah, there's no point piling on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we will see you next week for hopefully a happier half hour. We'll see. All right. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.